Bhagavad Gita, chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. So we will chant the fifth verse. Nanikas Chikshanamapi Jatudishthatya Karmakrit Karyatehyavasana Karma Sarvat Prakriti Jai Gunai Na Nor He Certainly Kaschit Anyone Kshanam Even a moment Api Also Jatu Even Tishthati Sands Akarmakrit Without doing something Karyate Is forced to do He Certainly Avasha Helplessly Karma, work, sarva, everything, prakriti jai, all the modes of material nature, gunai, by the qualities, translation and purport by Jivan Grace, Sihapvidam, Swami Shri Prabhupada Jai. <coughs> Translation All men are forced to act helplessly according to the impulses born of the modes of material nature. Therefore, no one can refrain from doing something, not even for a moment. Please repeat All men are forced to act, all men are forced to act helplessly, helplessly according to the impulses born of the modes of material nature. Therefore, no one can refrain from doing something, not even for a moment. It is not a question of embodied life, but it is the nature of the soul to be always active. Without the presence of the spirit soul, the material body cannot move. The body is only a dead vehicle to be worked by the spirit soul, which is always active and cannot stop even for a moment. As such, the spirit soul has to be engaged in the good work of Krishna consciousness, otherwise it will be engaged in occupations dictated by the illusory energy. In contact with material energy, the spirit soul acquires material modes, and to purify the soul from such affinities, it is necessary to engage in the prescribed duties and join in the Shastras. But if the soul is engaged in his natural function of Krishna consciousness, whatever he is able to do is good for him. The Srimad Bhagavatam affirms this. Yatva Svadharmam Charanam Mujam Hare Bhajanna Pakvotha Patheta Toyadi Yatra Kvavadrama Bhodhanam Shakim Kovatha Apto Bhajatam Svadharmatana. If someone takes to Krishna consciousness, even though he may not follow the prescribed duties in the Shastras nor execute the devotional service properly, and even though he may fall down from the standard, there is no loss or evil for him. But if he carries out all the injunctions for purification in the Sastras, what does it avail him if he is not Krishna conscious? Bhagavatam, Kanto 1, Chapter 5, Verse 17. So the purificatory process is necessary for reaching this point of Krishna consciousness. 
Therefore, sannyas or any purificatory process is to help reach the ultimate goal of becoming Krishna conscious, without which everything is considered a failure. We will go to the next verses, but um, for those who have come for the first time or who have not come in the previous classes, so we will just uh, recap the context. See, um, Arjuna, he is putting forward this question in the third chapter, first verse. Arjuna is asking, Arjuna said, O Janardhan, O Keshava, why do you want me, want to engage me in this ghastly warfare if you think that intelligence is better than truly work? So Arjuna was asking, <coughs> because in the second chapter Krishna spoke so many, uh, he summarized the entire contents of the Gita, the Bhagavad Gita. So he was mentioning Karma Yoga, Buddhi Yoga and uh, Jnana Yoga and finally of course Buddhi Yoga is Bhakti Yoga. So he was mentioning many processes very very briefly. So there he said that intelligence is better than fruitive work. Fruitive work means fruit. Every work has a fruit. Uh, so just, <clears throat> just like you may work in the office and then at the end of the month you get the salary. That's the fruit of the work. <coughs> <coughs> so in this world everybody is engaged <coughs> excuse me so everybody is engaged in fruitive work so they want certain results for their efforts so that is called karma and those who are little bit aware of Vedic uh, rules and regulations or the laws of material nature they try to follow the Karmakanda section of the Vedas. In the Vedas, there are three types of prescribed activities for human beings. There is Karmakanda, Jnanakanda and Upasanakanda. So this is uh, these three types of work. <coughs> so Karmakanda means those who want material prosperity not interested much in spiritual advancement. They just want to be happy in this world and go to heaven in the next world and then be happy there. But that that heaven is also part of the material world only. It is not the spiritual world, the kingdom of God. That's not the heaven we are talking about. <coughs> that Vaikuntha is even higher than heaven, Swarga. <coughs> So, but the karmis, they are interested only in just a little bit better material life. And then the jnana kanda, those who follow that part of the Vedas, uh, jnana means knowledge. Knowledge, uh, in Vedas, knowledge is classified as atma tattvam. If I know the distinction between spirit and matter, that is knowledge. That means, I am a spirit soul, aham brahmasmi. But this body is not spirit, it is matter. 
So I and my body are two different things. So in this way, even our activities, what is material life, what is spiritual life? How is it uh, understood? Spiritual life means, means that which is pertaining to the spirit soul. Like the spirit soul, um, our relation is with the Supreme Lord. This material body's relation is with the family members, the friends, the, the possessions and everything. So, for example, when we work in the office and then we earn money. So, what is that used for? For the maintenance of this body, for the maintenance of the family, for the maintenance of the house, possessions. So, in this way, everything pertaining to the body. So, this is materialistic life. Spatial life means that which pertains to the soul. The work in the office has nothing to do with the soul. Our soul's relation is with the Supreme Lord. We are eternally Krishna's servant. Jivera Swarup Hoy Krishna Nityadas. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Mamai Vamsa Jivaloke Jivaputa Sanatana. Mamai Vamsa. You are my part and parcel. Just like the finger is part and parcel of the body, it is meant to serve the whole body. So, we are meant to serve the Supreme Lord. So, activities which pertain to the service of the Supreme Lord is spiritual activities and activities which are meant to serve the material body and its concomitant relations that is called material activities. For a person, it is very difficult to come suddenly from material to spiritual. Uh, because there is um, first of all so much attachment and lack of knowledge. When there is lack of knowledge and there is attachment to material things. We are attached to our family members, attached to our friends, attached to our home, attached to our wealth, attached to our status quo, our designations, our race, our species. We are attached to so many things in this world. Uh, this is because of a lack of knowledge of who we are and where the attachment should be reposed upon. So, now we are stuck, we are in this position and this is called Pravritti Marga. And then the Nivritti Marga means to completely dissociate with this materialistic relations and attach, be attached completely to Krishna and nothing else. So, from a per, for a person it is very difficult who is used to attach, being attached, not just in this life, this attachment is very strong with family members, not because of this life only. We have been conditioned to live like this for millions of lifetimes. So that, that tendency to get attached to family members is very, very strong. So to immediately change course and then, okay, yes, very good class Prabhu, I am taking sannyas. Give me sannyas initiation. It doesn't happen that way. So there has to be a transition. This is where Varnashram system comes in. Varnashram system means, suppose I am now working in the factory or office. That is material life. But that portion of, a portion of the, uh, the standard is that 50% the householder who is working, 50% of his income should be given to the propagation of Krishna consciousness movement. 50% of the income. So, 
that is Rupa Goswami's principle. Rupa Goswami has shown by personal example uh, that 50% of one's income should be given to the Krishna consciousness movement, 25% for the family maintenance and 25% for emergency, personal emergencies. So in this way wealth should be distributed. So now, uh, when that wealth is given to Krishna, that is spiritual. So that material activity of working in the factory for the body and the uh, family has been spiritualized. So when it was not spiritualized, it, it was called karma, fruitive activity. So we are desiring the fruits of that activity. So and we get bound by that. karmana anyatra lokoyam karma bandhana. Karma bandha. Every action is binding us to a subsequent reaction. As I say, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So this is true in the case of karma. So every action that we are sowing, we are sowing a seed. And the reaction we have to experience in some other future time. Yes, we see Radha. So this is called law of karma. So whatever we are experiencing now is because of our previous actions and what we are doing now will determine our future experiences. We are building our future. As I say, man is the architect of his own destiny. Um, Those who coined this phrase do not actually know the depth of this truth. They say man is the architect of his own destiny means oh, you want to become a say... uh, a big scientist, yeah, you you know, you work towards it and that's what they mean. But it is actually much finer than that. Every thought, every action, every word that we speak is creating our future. We are creating our future. They say, what is fate and free will? Destiny and free will. Do we have free will? If we have, then why, why there is destiny? If there is destiny, where do we have free will? This is the thing. The destiny is dependent on our free will now. How we are acting, just like I have a choice now to be in in the proper society or in the jail. I can now go and commit a crime and go to jail if I want. Or I can uh, be a lawful citizen and be in the regular society. That is within my control. So this is my free will. But once I act in a certain way, that reaction I have to experience. So that is destiny. So when the criminal is sentenced by the judge, alright, 10 years for you. So he is now sentenced. That sentencing is destiny. But who created it? Out of his own free will. It looks like the judge put him into the trouble of 10 years jail. It looks like. But he is just meeting out justice. And he is, the criminal is the one who <coughs> architected his destiny of 10 years jail. So in this way, although God is giving us this punishment of material life, we have asked for this because of our own disobedience to the Supreme Lord. So now karma means this chain of fruitive reaction. Every action is, every action, speech, 
and thought is creating a new a new experience new destiny in this way we have to take birth because we have created a set of activities in this life and then all the reactions of those activities some maybe we we experience now itself in this life or some are uh, kept in store for the next life okay i think now it should be good i did not even connect it properly so sorry for the online viewers the audio was not optimum until now i think now it should uh, be solved so karma so this, we are building up like this so now karma yoga means now when when the word yoga is used what is yoga yoga mean now we are actually what these four verses are is the beginning of explanation of what karma yoga is in fact this chapter's name is karma yoga so this is the beginning of karma yoga <clears throat> yoga means to connect to link nowadays yoga means some meaningless gymnastics you know head upside down you know like this is what they think yoga is but no yoga means to connect to link now our all our activities are disconnected from god we are working everything for our material life and nothing our relationship with our the supreme lord who is actually maintaining us ha eko yo bahunam vidhati kaman he is maintaining us in every way but we are not doing anything in reciprocation we are not even saying thank you or maybe officially saying thank you and then continuing with our materialistic life we are not serious about our cultivating our relationship with the supreme lord when he he is doing so much for us we are not doing anything for him of course he doesn't need anything from us but we need to do something for him for our own benefit so now yoga means to link to start to cultivate that relationship with the supreme lord back again yes i am a sinful soul just like a prisoner suffering in the prison and suddenly he won't come out of the jail the the prison warden he is seeing whether this prisoner is his uh, actions are changing or not his mood is changing or not whether he is repenting his past activities how serious he is because many people act there also they put up a good act in fact when you go counseling to the prison before you even meet the prisoners the prison uh, authorities they will brief you first you don't take their words for granted whatever they say they will sound like the same greatest saints who are most out of the most uh, injustice they were put in the jail they will talk like this as if nothing was wrong on their part and they will put up such an innocent face that you will you know you will really believe them but don't believe them because they are actually crooks they are liars of the first order so be careful don't simply Uh, accept their stories mm. it's like one one man wrote a letter to to me i mean to our temple so he said i just gave my friend's number to my another friend and without even knowing that they were having a drug deal 
and now I have 26 years of jail. You mean, I need to believe that? The police, the authorities are not stupid. You know, they would have evaluated the case, how much involvement he had. 26 years is quite, you know, he's just a 23-year-old kid and and now he has to stay until he's 50 years old. Inside. So, you see, so, uh, we may put up an act or what, but we cannot, uh, the prison authorities are very stringent. They will see whether he is genuine or not. So, similarly, this material nature, Durga Devi, she is, her business is to punish us. And then, uh, we are watched. Are we serious? So, only when we show some symptoms of rectification, reformation, repentance, then we are, then the sentence is cut down, then there is release. So, there is a transition period from the point of performing the crime and ending up in jail to the point of coming out. There is a transition. I have to show my sincerity, my genuinity. Similarly, and now we are simply forgetting God and going in this materialistic direction. So, when we start to look back at the Lord and try to become again His servant, stuck that we are in our material life, if we make an attempt to again cultivate that loving relationship with the Supreme Lord, that is called Yoga. Until then it was Karma, now it is Karma Yoga. So, yes, I am engaged in my material activities and my work, but if that fruit of that work is given to Krishna, then that work which I am doing will be devotional service to the Lord. So, in this way, one starts to build again his relationship with the Lord. Because whatever you give to the Lord uh, is actually coming in return. Not just in material calculation. Uh, and it's not for the return that a devotee actually does that. A pure devotee. When you give to the Lord, then you are becoming not a thief. You are becoming an honest person. Because you are acknowledging the fact that this money, Isha Vasamidam Sarvam, Sarvam, everything belongs to Isha, the Supreme Lord, Krishna. So we have to give everything. Not just money, we are talking about everything, even our own self. Pranair, Arthair, Dhyā, Vācha, Shreya, Acharanam, Sada. Bhagavatam says that we have to come to the point of serving the Supreme Lord with our prana, with our life, very life. We ourselves belong to the Lord. Not just our money belongs to the Lord, our family belongs to the Lord. Bhaktivinoda Thakura said, Manasa, Deho, Geho, Jyotichu, More. Arpilu, Tuvapade, Nanda, Kishore. Uh, manasa, my mind, deha, my body, geha, my graha, my house. Manasa, deha, geho, jokichu more, whatever may be mine, whatever I think that is mine. Arpilu tuapade nandakishore. I offer it at your lotus feet, O Nandakishore. Krishna. This is Bhaktivana Thakur's prayer. This is how uh, he is offering everything, all our material relationship, family, everything we can offer to the Lord. So, this is Karma Yoga. Then there is Jnana. Jnana means speculation. Um, of course, not simply speculation. Jnana means actually knowledge of understanding that 
अहम ब्रह्मास्मि आई एम स्पिरिचुअल आई एम नॉट दिस बॉडी आई डोंट डाई दिस बॉडी विल डाई बट आई डोंट डाई आई एम इटर्नल बट द बॉडी इज टेम्पररी द सेकेंड चैप्टर ऑफ भगवदगीता डील्स एंटायरली ऑन द सब्जेक्ट वेरी इन ग्रेट डिटेल ना वंस आई अंडरस्टैंड दैट देन वॉट इज द एब्सोल्यूट ट्रूथ टू अप्रोच दैट देन देर इज लॉट ऑफ स्पेक्यूलेशन इन्वॉल्व so the mayavadis they speculate oh that the supreme lord has no form they calculate like this that the absolute truth like in this world everything is relative so absolute means opposite of relative so here there is near and far high and low bright and dark father and son so in this way everything is duality in this world so their idea of absolute nature means okay here there is bright and dark so in the absolute truth there is no bright no dark here there is high and low so there is no high no low here there is personality we have we are a person uh, so whatever is here is not there in the absolute truth this is their idea so this is called neti 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 na iti na iti together we put neti that means not this not this that means their idea of absolute truth is by negation of whatever is here or oh, here there is form okay strike off in the absolute truth there is no form here there is uh, what activity okay strike off in the absolute truth there is no activity here there is um, what is that relationships okay in the absolute truth strike off there is no relation neti neti not this not this not this like this they come to a point where their understanding will remain that in the absolute truth there is nothing this is their understanding of absolute truth buddhist also understand like this voidism shunyavadi we always chant prabhupada's pranati mantra what is that um, uh, namaste saraswati deve gauravani pracharine nirvishesha shunyavadi paschatya deshatarine uh, we offer our respects to shila prabhupada by chanting this mantra namaste saraswati deve uh, namaste means to offer obeisance saraswati means the disciple of saraswati thakur bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur hmm? gauravani pracharane gauravani gaur means chaitanya mahaprabhu vani means the instructions the message of gaura chaitanya mahaprabhu's message what is that chant hare krishna pracharane he is preaching where to who nirvishesha nirvishesha means this vishesh means uniqueness or variety nirvishesha means there is no variety this is the, the mayavadi's understanding of absolute truth here there is so much variety or oh, in the absolute truth strike off there is no variety here there is sound absolute truth there is no sound here there is form no form here there is taste in the absolute truth there is no taste in this way they can un- come to understand or speculate so this is called nirvishesha followers of sankracharya are nirvisheshavadi Sankracharya has preached this philosophy of nirvishesha that the absolute truth is formless meaningless and shunyavadi <clears throat> there is nothing absolute truth is zero there is two things uh, the buddhists they say there is no god they openly say there is no god hmm. but the mayavadis they say there is god but 
or there is an absolute truth but it has no face it has no variety nothing it is nothing so in, in indirect way of saying it is nothing prachanna uh, baudham that's why padma puran says this nirvishesh sankracharya's philosophy is prachanna baudham hidden buddhism in other words there is no god so this kind of understanding is speculative jnana kanda but when you say jnana yoga again link just like karma is fully materialistic nothing to do with the lord jnana also has nothing to do with the lord actually this this so called speculation has nothing to do with the lord lord has full form everything but it ha- he has no form like us we have a material form but he does not have a form like us he has a spiritual form sachidananda vigraha he has all variety janmadhyasayataha in fact whatever variety is here is coming from him only otherwise where the variety came from aham sarvasya prabhavo i am the cause of all varieties uh, so <coughs> this is proper understanding <coughs> so when I, if i want to speculate <coughs> then if i speculate within the boundaries of krishna's instruction that is jnana yoga suppose krishna is saying in the bhagavad gita rasoham apsukaunteya i am the taste of water hmm you take out that verse in the seventh chapter krishna is saying rasoham apsukaunteya prabhasmi sashi suryayo pranava sarva vedeshu sabdha khe paurusham narshu O son of Kunti, I am the taste of water, the light of the sun and the moon, the syllable Om in the Vedic mantras. I am the sound in ether and ability in man. So he is saying like, like this he says, the next few, the whole, almost the whole chapter, he says many, many things like this. So whenever we drink water, when we are thirsty, we need water. When we drink that water, we get the taste. Scientifically they say water has no taste, no order. But actually you will feel the taste. The satisfaction, the satisfaction of uh, quenching the thirst. So Krishna says, "I am the taste of that water." Prabhupada even went to the extent they're saying, "Apsu means liquid." Even if a person is a drunkard, addicted to wine, and you know, if when he is drinking wine, if he is thinking, "Oh, this taste is Krishna," so by the remembrance of Krishna, one day he will come out and become a saint. So even if one drinks uh, alcohol. Uh, if one thinks that this is the taste of Krishna and this taste is uh, Krishna so the whole idea is to remember Krishna so because of his remembrance this remembrance of Krishna is so powerful that eventually it will get him out of that dirty habit so it doesn't matter sometimes people say oh I already ate meat you know can I come to the temple of course it's not ideal but it is better to come than not to come because at least if you come you will learn something uh, now you know meat eating is bad but you cannot stop but if you have knowledge uh, then you will be more strong stronger to be able to stop it so when they ask like this they follow rules yes it is a rule that one you know should not come to the temple after um, eating meat but what is a I mean let's look at the bigger picture 
of course if one should not knowingly do it of course oh yeah Prabhu said eh, I can come to the temple after eating meat also I will fully have one big meal there in that hawker center and I will come to the temple for Bhagavad Gita class no no that should not be the way knowingly one should not do this if one should one knows then he should refrain in fact he should refrain for whole life from meat eating but suppose somebody you know is a beginner he doesn't know he's already eaten and then somebody asks him to come to temple come at least start sometimes they ask can I chant you know if I'm I'm, I'm still not vegetarian fully you first start chanting eventually you will give up because ultimately this eating meat is not good for us health wise karma wise nothing is good so anyway so like this when Krishna says I am the taste of water a devotee he will accept ah this is taste of water but a speculator he can speculate how Krishna is taste of water he may do a scientific study on it but within that boundary Hmm. and if he tries to do that is Jnana Yoga so his speculative habit he is joining with the yoga of remembering somehow you know Krishna's instruction is he is connecting with Krishna's instruction you know uh, among the stars Krishna says I am the moon among the stars I am the moon so Prabhupada explained in the purport of that actually we will what is that verse? Hmm. 10.21 You see? Nakshatranam aham shashi Adityanam aham vishnur Jyotisham ravirasham shuman Marishir marutanam asmi Nakshatranam aham shashi so among the stars and the moon right and you see how Prabhupada explains here among the stars the moon is the most prominent at night and thus the moon represents Krishna it appears from this verse that the moon is one of the stars therefore the stars that twinkle in the sky also reflect the light of the sun the theory that there are many suns within the universe is not accepted by Vedic literature the sun is one and as by the reflection of the sun the moon illuminates so also do the stars since Bhagavad Gita indicates herein that the moon is one of the stars, the twinkling stars are not suns but are similar to the moon. You see, this is scientists say what? The star, sun is a star. Distant stars. That is their idea, their understanding. But here it is said the moon is one of the stars. That means the, the stars are not self-illumined objects, they are reflecting the light of the sun. Uh. So this sun is called a Raja Samastha Suramurti Raseshatecha, a king of all planets, because he is this one planet sunlight is maintaining. In fact, our earth, the life on earth is maintained by the sun. If there is no sunlight, there is no warmth, there is no plants do not get life and every the whole food chain depends on the plants. Whether one eats meat also, he is eating a meat of an animal who is eating plants. So, by the sun, 
the entire life is maintained on all planets it is the king of all planets raja samasta suramurti raseshate ja unlimited effulgence uh, the sun has been burning for millions of years but the effulgence is not stopping it's going on so in this way if we can if one speculates if one actually delves on the subject and you know a devotee he will accept in fact a devotee doesn't care the residents of vrindavan they don't care whether krishna is god or not he, they simply love him sometimes when you know krishna does some big big things you know he kills one demon hmm? then they you know still they're not accepting that he is god or maybe you know the elder especially nanda maharaj and you know his his uh, friends they all says no oh, vishnu helped him or devatas helped him that's why he was saved sometimes the friends of krishna they will say oh you know my my friend uh, happens to be god you know the, the god is not a main factor for them it is my friend but he happens to be god so so that's how they they feel whether he is god or not it doesn't matter but he is my friend but he also is god so that much they love him they don't really care that is anya bhilashita shunyam gyana karmat anavritam completely devoid of you know doing some fruitive activity and offering part of the result to krishna or speculating a bit and then uh, uh, finding try to find find krishna you know in speculation they are not in, they are not interested they simply want to love him that is pure love but when is when one is not on that stage then karma yoga gyana yoga hatha yoga hatha yoga also the asanas that are going on in the different yoga studios um so so yoga is not done in a studio krishna said you know where is the studio you know you are frightened if you see the studio description of krishna yoga studios let's see what krishna says we will read the english translation to practice yoga one should go to a secluded place not that where you know many women are you know men and women are together and not properly dressed yeah not that kind of place studio nice raffles place cbd area yeah, you know that, that is then true yoga the writing there true yoga real yoga bhogas yoga is not even yoga this is bhoga 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 means for sense enjoyment yoga means for sense restriction sense restraint they are doing these things to get fit so that they can have better sex life better you know these things materialistic life they, they are not for you know to get an attain spiritual upliftment no to practice yoga one should go to a secluded place secluded place means you know what in the forest forest out of the city completely alone and should lay kusha grass on the ground not yoga mat kusha grass kusha grass means you know darpe in tamil they say darpe this this grass one must put and then cover it with a deer skin and a soft cloth what is the idea of deer skin hmm that the snakes in the forest they won't come 
if you have if there is deer skin or tiger skin there the snakes won't come that's why you see the uh, paintings of you know some sage you know sitting and then deer skin or tiger skin is there so some dead animal they will take the skin and put there so in this way the snakes won't come snakes insects all won't so you scientific the seat should be neither too high and not too low and should be situated in a sacred place that's why the rishis munis they go to the forest they have one small cottage by the river side somewhere sacred place and not too high not too low and then they will have this deer skin everything they will alone they will practice this yoga the yogi should then sit on it very firmly and practice yoga to purify the heart not to become fit to purify the heart by controlling his mind senses and activities and fixing the mind on one point of course as a side effect they will become fit they will become fit but that is the only thing they are looking for these people and they are not even practicing everything properly they are eating meat and practicing yoga what yoga you can practice eating meat yoga means to link up with the lord these asanas this breathing is all to control the mind and senses so that i can fix the mind on one point the lord in the heart in the paramatma dhyana vastita tadgatena manasa pasyanti yam yogina this is the point of yoga ah that is a whole idea now next verse even more i think uh, here there is oh samam kaya shiro grivam dharayan achalam achalam sthiraha sampreksha nasigagram swam dishas chanavalokayan prashantatma vigata bhir brahmachari vrate sthitaha మనస్సంయమ్యమచ్చిత్తోయుక్తఆసీతమత్పరాయిస్ట్రేట్ and then what is that never heard this sound before you know <laughs> this is not yogi <laughs> suddenly some tree crash uh, is scared and this is not yogi it devoid of fear <laughs> then completely free from sex life no connection with women huh one should meditate upon me within the heart and make me the ultimate goal of life you see this is yoga system you see and one free from sex life means you know how it is mentioned here this is where where yagnyavalkya the sage yagnyavalkya mentions the vow of brahmacharya karmana manasa vacha sarvavasthasu sarvada sarvatra maithunatyago brahmacharyam prachakshate The vow of brahmacharya is meant to help one completely abstain from sex indulgence in work words and mind at all times under all circumstances and in all places no one can perform correct yoga practice through sex indulgence now this big big yoga yogis simply sex mongers they just you know manipulate the students and sexual abuse so much going on 
<coughs> that Nityananda fellow also exposed by his own disciple. Not only that old case of 2010, now 2019, that lady came out and few ladies, they complained. Big, big yogis, they cannot control this thing. So, this is your real yoga. This is Hatha Yoga. Hatha, Ashtanga Yoga. Ashtanga Yoga means, Ashta means eight. Anga means parts or stages. Eight stages of yogic perfection in the path of yoga. What is that? Yama, Niyama, Asana, Pranayama, Pratyahara, Dharana, Dhyana, Samadhi. Samadhi is the place where you are completely thinking of the Lord and nothing is disturbing you without interruption. Whereas Bhakti Yoga is so advanced that Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. Vishnu Smaranam, the third stage, Samadhi. So this Karma Yoga, Jnana Yoga and Hatha Yoga are impure yoga. Because in Hatha Yoga also, when you do all these exercises, not just you become fit, <coughs> that is the first thing. <coughs> After that you get mystic powers, not tantric powers. Tantric powers are in the mode of ignorance. We are not talking about that. This is real mystic powers. Um, like, uh, what is that? Ishitva, Vashitva. Siddhis, the Ashta Siddhis, eight kinds of yogic perfections are there. Anima means become very light, you can walk on water, you can become so small and you can escape. British time there was one yogi who was always moving around naked, completely naked. Digambar, Baba. He was always naked, so the police, the British constables, they always used to arrest this nuisance fellow, put him in jail. They put him in jail in the evening, next morning he is nowhere to be found the cells, the, the bars of the cell, nothing moved and he escaped. Again he was found somewhere loitering, naked, put him in again in the jail. <laughs> Next morning not to be found. Again third time, after that they left him, never mind, roam around naked, what you want to do, you do. Because he was becoming small and going out. He was actually a yoga siddhi. He attended yoga siddhi. So he used to do that. Of course, not all naked fellows are like that. <laughs> Don't think that all those naked guys in uh, Kumbh Mela and all this like that. It's like very disgusting. But there are a few who are very, very accomplished. Hmm. Uh. <clears throat> so a pure devotee they can see. Just like Bhagavatam was spoken by Shukadeva Goswami to Parishit Maharaj. Shukadeva Goswami was completely naked. But nobody... Uh, cursed him or nobody chastised him because he was on a different level. Uh, whereas, and Narad Muni was sitting there hearing his talk. Parishan Maharaj was sitting but Narad Muni and many many sages were sitting there and hearing him. But the same Narad Muni when he saw Nalakuva and Manigriva naked cursed him, cursed them. You become trees. You stand naked for thousands of years. So those who, who are now trees they must have been so lusty in their previous lives. Standing, want to stand naked. Okay, now you stand naked. Your whole life you can stand naked. You cannot even move. You stand. You want to pose, right? Naked. You pose. Whole life you just pose like that. So this is the result. 
so you see difference but consciousness is different hmm. so anyway these are all karma yoga first of all you must understand that we cannot stop doing anything so arjuna when he asked the question in the beginning of the third chapter Why do you want to engage me in this ghastly warfare if you think that intelligence is better than fruitive work? Hmm. Then he asks more. My intelligence is bewildered by, by your equivocal instructions. Therefore, please tell me decisively which will be most beneficial for me. Hmm. Intelligence means, you know, to, to, to meditate on the Supreme Lord, you know, like, or even jnana, speculation. But fruitive work, why you are engaging me in this ghastly warfare? Then Krishna is saying, See Arjuna, I have already explained that there are two classes of men who try to realize the self. Some, some are inclined to understand it by empirical philosophical speculation and others by devotional service. Now, of the both, not by merely abstaining from work can one achieve freedom from reaction, nor by renunciation alone can one attain perfection. Uh, just by stopping my work, my materialistic activities, that is not perfection. I have to be engaged in spiritual work. Then only it is perfection. Hmm. Not that I become sannyasi and I, I don't do material uh, life, I don't do spiritual life also. Just sit down, idle, like a rascal. No, that is not that is not real perfection. In fact, that is laziness. Then he says this, Everyone is forced to act helplessly. In fact, no one can do, uh, no one can refrain from doing something not even for a moment, Arjuna. You have to do something. Uh, so, you actually cannot avoid doing something. So, instead of doing anyth- anything and everything, do as I instruct you. That is uh, Krishna's message here. So, that's why, uh, next verse, we will quickly skim through this because we already have a background now. Now it will be easier to understand. Karmendriyane samyamya yaste manasasmaran indriyarthan vimudhatma mithyachara sauchate. Mithyachara means hmm? uh, cheater, pretender. Mithyachara. One who restrains the senses of action but whose mind dwells on sense objects certainly deludes himself and is called a pretender. Suppose I, yes, I am uh, desisting from materialistic life, but my mind is always thinking. Like the other day I gave the example of that sannyasi in that Ipo. You know, he was sannyasi, 78 years old, but he was, he was regretting that he never got married. That he took sannyasi at the young age and now he is regretting. <laughs> because why? He gave up material life, but he has no standing in spiritual life. And then, he is in a frustrated mode. He became a monk early in life, and then, did not have any bhakti to sustain his monkhood. So, he is feeling an emptiness. Oh, I did not marry. So, he is advising everybody, please marry, please marry, please marry. Don't, you will regret later. This is, you know, poor sannyasi. You know, (laughs) Unfortunate. This is called pretender. Why you are wearing this robe then? This color means, you know, give up. 
this materialistic way of life. Hmm. So if I just restrain my senses but don't have, that's why Parandrishtvan Nivartate in the second chapter, you must have a higher standard of activities, higher taste, higher pleasure with which you can counter this lower pleasure of you know, materialistic life, sex life and all these things. And you have to have, that is devotional service. That higher pleasure is devotional service. So there are many pretenders, Prabhupada's purport, there are many pretenders who refuse to work in Krishna consciousness but make a show of meditation while actually dwelling within the mind upon sense enjoyment. Such pretenders may also speak on dry philosophy in order to bluff sophisticated followers. But according to this verse, these are the greatest cheaters. For sense enjoyment, one can act in any capacity of the social order but if one follows the rules and regulations of his particular status, he can make gradual progress in purifying his existence. But he who makes a show of being a yogi while actually searching for the objects of sense gratification must be, go- must be called the greatest cheater even though he sometimes speaks of philosophy. His knowledge has no value because the effects of such a sinful man's knowledge are taken away by the illusory energy of the Lord. Such a pretender's mind is always impure and therefore his show of yogic meditation has no value whatsoever. I, we can make a class fully on this one. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is a subject on its own. Maybe we have to actually leave it for next week. You know, because time is already 9.15. So I wanted to cover four because some new people are here. So, <clears throat> so I think we will cover this in the next week. So any questions or comments on this verses so far? Actually, I do not know how the audio is now. They are saying they are having issues with the audio. It is kind of breaking. Actually, the microphone was always connected. But just that. But just that it was on the side. I just put it here. I don't know. How is the audio now? How is the audio? It's okay. <clears throat> so, so I would like to thank all the devotees who have attended online as well from different countries, from India, from US, from Philippines so thank you all for coming and I think uh, I think before this class started I don't know I don't know for some reason it's freezing the whole thing is freezing so anyway it's kind of over so uh, in, before the class started I actually sent out a message asking everyone if they have any questions 
for the class about karma yoga so one person asked what is karma yoga so i think we've already answered that and here one person also asked what is spiritual duties and what are material duties so varnashram system you know encompasses everything spiritual and material duties so as material uh, we are you know having a certain psycho i mean uh, physios uh, psychophysical condition our mind our body everyone has different mindset different body type everything so this is based on the modes of material nature so it is based on the sattva gun rajagun tamagun mode of goodness passion ignorance and the mixtures of them so accordingly everyone has different inclinations different kinds of desires different kinds of uh, likings and dislikings and all these things so anyway uh, the human society is divided into four varnas brahmana kshatriya vaishya sudra according to the guna and karma and this is material duties and spiritual duties means all these activities which are doing should be employed in the for the satisfaction of hari hari toshanam Hmm. so in that way employment problem can be solved because without employment there will be so much problem people will take to stealing fraud and everything so everybody must be employed now there is unemployment because the education system is only training people to be shudras or at the most vaishyas in the sense of businessmen not really of cow production or you know agriculture um, mostly just shudra education shudra means one who has to work for someone whose subsistence work depends on working for someone that is shudra so vaishya means he does agriculture uh, cow protection and with any surplus that he has he does trade this is vaishya and also they have banking they do money lending and all these things then there is kshatriya who are the administrators the government uh, the kings the warriors so the royal family so they used to uh, rule the people according to the codes of religion and finally the brahmanas who are the top of the the cream of the society who are enlightened in the knowledge of god and they teach everyone about the science of god and how to lead a life of purity materially and spiritually so that everybody everyone is uplifted so this is the perfect structure of human society but now there is so much vacancy for brahmanas so much vacancy for kshatriyas vaishyas but shudras there is a too much supply not much demand and this is causing those brains who are supposed to be brahmanas are becoming big big shudras you know technology experts this that they have brain yes but they are not using it to understand god and teach others about god they de- they are using their brain to increase what technology r and d the scientists they have brains but with that they are supposed to understand god they are trying to go to the moon no 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 you need to go to vaikuntha <coughs> there is a bigger voyage <coughs> but they just want to go to the moon only and maybe mars they are thinking they are going they are not going anywhere uh, or they are making us think that they are going it's all a game of cheating because as far as we understand from shastra nobody can last on the moon or mars with this body you need to have visa 
Urdham Gachanti Sattvastha. If you are in Sattvagun, that is the visa for going to higher planets. You cannot go with this body, with this Rajagun, Tamagun and go to moon and you know, associate with the people there. No, you cannot. Urdham Gachanti Sattvastha. Madhya Tishthanti Rajasa. Those who are in the mode of passion, they remain on the earthly planets. And those who are in the abominable mode of ignorance, they go down to the hellish worlds and animal kingdom. This is where they live. Uh, so we have to come to the mode of goodness then we can go to the moon but what is the use of going to the moon you can have a very long life 36 million years according to our calculation 100 years of their time is 36 million years of our calculation what is the use after that you will come back again you may think oh 36 million is very long very nice but compared with eternity this is very short it will fly in no time Time passes like anything. So, become devotee and go back to Godhead. That is the whole idea. Any questions? Yeah. Okay, the question is, uh, if Prabhupada, did he want everybody to become Brahmanas? No, it is not possible also. He said there should be a class of people who are who, will, who has to be Brahmanas. Uh, so that class will lead the rest of the society. So Prabhupada said even 1% of the population becomes Brahmanas. Uh, within the society also, no, not everybody is uh, Brahmanically... Uh, inclined but Vaishnav he is higher than Brahmana that's why our system is called Daivi Varnashrama Varnashrama means still there is Karmakanda there you know Jnanakanda is there all these demigod worship everything is involved in the Varnashram system but ours is Daivi Varnashram system means everything centered only around Krishna actually real Varnashram is to satisfy Krishna but in indirect ways in the Karmakanda Jnanakanda process but our Daivi Varnashram is that everyone is a servant of Krishna only, but they will serve Krishna according to their talents, according to their, you know, Brahminical. Some are more Brahminical than the others. Some are more, more very good in, you know, maybe carpentry work. They will do all this, this, this kind of thing for the temple and everything. And, or they will build the Rath, the chariot for the Lord. Or they con- help in the construction of temples. Some are very rich, they can donate. Businessmen. Um, those if, if the, somebody is in the government office they can you know facilitate the Sankirtan Yajna chanting you know in, for the public they can uh, arrange for the devotees to hold public gatherings of chanting and prasadam distribution and Bhagavad Gita talks so in this way everybody can do different things not that everybody just have to chant slokas and forget about temple forget about deities forget about preaching no everybody has to do everything Actually, Vaishnav means when he becomes Vaishnav, even though he is Brahminically inclined, he will not hesitate to wash the toilet. Whereas a Brahmin who is not a Vaishnav yet, he would not wash the toilet. Oh, that let the Shudra come and do that. I will not do it. That is like beneath my dignity kind of. Huh? But Vaishnav means he will do anything for Krishna. Oh, Krishna's toilet is dirty. 
I will clean. So, um, once uh, the devotees were chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So, Prabhupada was chanting and then he passed by the bathroom and he was thinking. So bad. So, Prabhupada opened. Then Prabhupada said, what are you? He stopped. He asked the devotees, why? Why is this so dirty? Where are all the devotees? They are all chanting. Huh? Prabhupada said, stop the nonsense chanting and ask him to clean the toilet now. So, <laughs> so uh, we have to first engage our, you know, if something is dirty and I am chanting, chanting is for what? Purification. Purifying my mind. How can I purify my mind like this? If my mind is pure, how I can let something be so bad? Brahmana, Suchi means, Brahmana is also called Suchi. Clean. If he goes to any place and comes out, that place will be cleaner than when he went inside there. That is a person with a mode of goodness in his head. Before he went there and after he comes out, after he comes out, the place will be cleaner than before he went there. But if somebody is more of ignorance, the place will be clean. After he comes out, it will be a mess. That is mode of ignorance. So, in, to answer your question, yeah, Prabhupada did not expect everybody to be Brahmanas, but all social orders, but with Krishna as a center. Yeah. If he becomes a devotee, yes. His focus is to attain Brahma. Brahman, that is Jnani. So, yogi is actually focusing on the Paramatma in the heart. A real yogi. Uh, But, it is said in the um, Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, the question is, for those who could not hear online. So, the question is that uh, a yogi is never thinking of Krishna. So, he is, you know, thinking of getting mystic powers and all this. So, that is one thing. A distracted yogi, he gets enamored by the mystic powers that he gets. But one who is focused, he is also not completely pure because this is explained in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. I will just take out that part. In the Madhulila, I think 6th uh, chapter, yeah, 269th verse. Brahme Ishware Sayuja Duita Prakar, Brahma Sayuja Hoyte Ishware Sayuja Dhikar. Sarvam Bhattacharya continued. There are two kinds of Sayuja Mukti. Sayuja means merging into the Lord. Mukti, five types of Mukti. So there are sar, um, uh, Salokya, Sarshti, Samipya, Sarupya, and Sayuja. So out of the four, out of the five, four are uh, personal, like they are devotees. But Sayujya Mukti means to merge with the Lord. So, Sarvam Bhattacharya is saying there are two types of Sayujya Mukti. Merging into the Brahman effulgence and merging into the personal body of the Lord. Merging into the Lord's body is even more abominable than merging into His effulgence. Now, let us read the purport. According to the, it is a little bit lengthy, but we will, five minutes it will take maybe. According to the opinion of the Mayavadi Vedantists, the living entity's ultimate success is to merge into the impersonal Brahman. This is what the Mayavadis think. The impersonal Brahman or bodily effulgence of the Supreme Lord is known as Brahma Loka or Siddha Loka. According to the Brahma Samhita 540, The material universes are generated from the bodily rays of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
Yogis who follow the principles of Patanjali accept the personality of the Absolute Truth, but they want to merge into the transcendental body of the Supreme Lord. You see, this is the Yogis. That is their desire. Being the greatest authority, the Supreme Lord can easily allow many millions of living entities to merge into His body. The origin of everything is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Bhagavan and His bodily effulgence is known as the Brahma Jyoti, Brahma Loka or Siddha Loka. Thus, Brahma Loka or Siddha Loka is a place where the where many spark-like living entities, parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord are assembled. Because these living entities do not wish to keep their individual existences, they are combined and allowed to remain in Brahmaloka like so many atomic particles of sunshine emanating from the sun. The word Siddha is very significant. Siddha refers to one who has realized the Brahman effulgence and who has complete knowledge that the living entity is not a material atom but a spiritual spark. This understanding is described in the Bhagavad Gita as Brahma Bhuta. In the conditioned state, the living entity is known as Jiva Bhuta or the living force within matter. Brahma Bhuta living entities are allowed to stay in Brahmalok or Siddhalok but unfortunately, they sometimes again fall down into the material world because they are not engaged in devotional service. This is supported by the verse in Srimad Bhagavatam beginning Yenyaravindaksha. These semi-liberated souls falsely claim to be liberated but unless one engages in devotional service to the Lord, he is still materially contaminated. Therefore, these living living entities have been described as Vimukta Manna, Manina, meaning that they falsely consider themselves liberated although their intelligence is not yet purified. Although these living entities undergo severe austerities to rise to the platform of Siddhaloka, they cannot remain there perpetually for they are bereft of ānanda or bliss. Even though these living entities attain the Brahma Bhuta stage and realize the Supreme Personality of Godhead through His bodily effulgence, they nonetheless fall down due to neglecting the Lord's service. They do not properly utilize whatever little knowledge they have of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Not attaining Ananda or Bliss, they come down to the material world to enjoy. This is certainly a fall down for one who is actually liberated. The Bhaktas consider such a fall down equal to achieving a place in hell. The fall, now here is actually where it starts. The followers of Patanjali, until now it was Jnana, the speculators. Now we are coming to the yogis. This will answer your question. The followers of the Patanjali Yoga system actually want to merge into the body of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This indicates that they do not want to engage in His service despite their knowledge of Him and thus their position is even more abominable than that of those who want to merge into the Lord's effulgence. The person, the the jnanis, they want to merge into the Lord's effulgence because they think the Supreme is just light. They don't know that there is a source of that light. Now, these yogis, they know there is a source, they know the person, personality of Godhead, still they do not want to engage in service. They want to merge into Him. That's why their position is even more abominable. These yogis meditate on the four-handed Vishnu form of the Lord in order to merge into His body. The Patanjali system describes the form of the Lord as Klesha Karma Vipakasha Yair Aparamrishta Purusha Vishesha Ishvara The Supreme Personality of Godhead is a person who does not partake of a miserable material life. The yogis accept the eternity of the Supreme Person in one of their mantras. Sapurvesham api guru kalanavachhedat Such a person is always supreme and is not influenced by the element of time. The followers of the Patanjali system therefore accept the eternity of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yet, according to them, Purushartha Sunyanam they believe that in the perfectional stage, the conception of Purusha is vanquished. According to their description, their description, Chiti Shaktir Iti, they believe that when one becomes perfect, he cannot remain a person. 
this yoga system is therefore abominable because its final conception is impersonal. In the beginning, these yogis accept the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but they ultimately give up this idea in order to become impersonal. They are most unfortunate because although they have a personal conception of the Absolute Truth, they neglect to render devotional service to the, to the Lord and thus fall down again into the material world. So, consequently, this path of yoga is more abominable than the impersonalist path. This conclusion is also supported by Lord Kapiladev in the following verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. So, <clears throat> this is the understanding. That's why un- until one becomes a devotee, he is not perfect. Yes. Not really, no. Yeah. Because that is not by the desire of the living entity. So the question is, um, at the time of annihilation of the material universes, all the living entities are going and merging into the body of Mahavishnu. So is that also called yogic perfection or you know that same Sayuji Mukti? No, it is not. Because um, Mahavishnu is a Purushavatar, that means he is in the material world and it is just <coughs> non-manifestation of the creation. So when the creation is destroyed, the universe is destroyed, all the souls that are here are still acting, they still have karma, they are, whatever they did, the reaction they have not yet experienced, so they still have to experience, but the universe is destroyed already. So those souls are kept waiting in the body of Mahavishnu. And when the universe is again created, because this creation is going on and on, creation and destruction, Bhutva Bhutva Praligate, then again the uh, living entities are injected into this material world to begin again from where they left off. So that's not Mukti. Um, Not by their own desire. It's just because of the no facility to work. Any other question? All right. We'll stop here. Grantraj Srimad Bhagavad Gita Ki. Srila Prabhupada ki Nitai Gaur Premanandi